That's right, it's the 2013 Legends of Tron Fantasy Football Podcast. This is Narf Money, live at you from the 19106. And after two weeks off, I am back with none other than the Vigo, common podcast host, ranked number two in the power rankings. We're going through the draft round by round, talking about which teams we like. Top quarterback pairings, top running back pairings, worst at each. Listen up. Alright guys, welcome back to the podcast. This is Narf, and I'm here with the Vigo. Hey, what's up? Uh, I'm happy you're here, Vigo. Alright, <laughs> let's get going. Hopefully this time it will record. <laughs> I-, I will say to everyone listening, uh, we just did the intro the first time, and Vigo said, hopefully you'll hear it this time. And I said, of course everyone's going to hear it, and then realized it was not recording. So, we're good now, though. This time we're actually recording? The red light is on, it says record. Um uh, Good so enough Vigo, for me. Vigo, first question. How much is it killing you to have our teams for like three weeks before a game goes off? I know. Th- this has to be the earliest I can ever remember is drafting. And I look at my team once a day and just wish that it were actually. I look at it ten times a day. And I, I'm overthinking like every pick I made. I Like I just I, – I need games to start. And, and given the state of the Jets this season, this is pretty much all I've got. <laughs> I, think, I think the Jets-Eagles play preseason this Thursday. They do. Um – is I that guess it? that's interesting. I don't know. The Jets don't even have a quarterback to play tomorrow. I think Matt Sims is going to start for them. What, what's and up with Gino? He's not exactly healthy, and after he played, after the way he played on Sunday night, I almost don't want to have to be subjected to that. Who, but, who's, uh, who's your week one starter going to be? For the Jets? Yeah. Uh, it's, they haven't named one officially. Uh, you know, it's interesting because everybody thought it was going to be Sanchez, and then Gino looked really good early in camp, and they thought it was going to be Gino. And then, so when you say real, they, and, then, and then they thought it was going to be Sanchez, and then it turned out that Gino like played so badly on Sunday that it was going to be Sanchez's job to lose until he got rocked in the fourth quarter, and now he can't even like ride a uh, a stationary bike. So when you so, say Gino Smith played well, you mean compared to a Jets quarterback or a real quarterback? You know what? He had not not that I put a lot of stock in this, but the reports were that for the first two weeks of camp, he didn't throw an interception in practice. Um, I, I don't know if that means anything. I don't know that it means anything either. Like, but I have no idea what, what to make of that. Yeah, well, it's better than Sanchez. And, you know, the thing is that Gino has all the support from the front office. Uh, ownership wants him to start. The new GM wants him to start. But, I mean, he just looked horrendous on Saturday night against the Giants. So, I don't think he can – I mean, he, he threw three interceptions against a Giants defense that uh, isn't even really that good. <laughs> well, let's see what uh, Matt Barkley can do against you guys on Thursday for the Eagles. Yeah, is he starting tomorrow night? I have no idea. Um, I assume he is. They don't usually yeah, play the starters at all week four. Uh, right. I would say usually your third quarterback starts because you don't start your offensive line uh, in the fourth game. Yeah. And the Jets are, the, the Jets have Matt Sims and, and Greg McElroy. I think the two of them are going to kind of battle it out tomorrow night for, for you know third-string quarterback duties, which sadly is as exciting as it gets for a Jets fan these days. Who's, who's going to be the third-string quarterback? Um, people in New York are actually calling in and saying because Matt Sim looked so good the other day, they want him to start opening day, especially if these guys are hurt. Um, if that's what it's come to, it's going to be a long, it's a long well, season. it's going to be a long season for you no matter what. But yeah, uh, I, I was just saying earlier this week, I don't even think I'm mentally prepared for how terrible they're going to be. Uh, where did they finish last year? Like five and 11, six and 10? They were six and 10 and it was a pretty ugly six and 10 at that. So, uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what, we'll see what happens. Um, so let's move off these Jets Eagles preseason games. Uh, so yeah. I, haven't, I haven't talked to you in a while, man. Give me give me a quick Vigo life recap before we get into into football. Sure. Uh, I've been working, you know, kind of steadily part time as an attorney, if that makes sense. Nice like hours a week doing per diem stuff and uh, looking for full time stuff. And other than that, I mean, who doesn't have a great time living in Central New Jersey? I've never There's so much going on here. I've never tried it, so I, I don't know. You're not exactly missing out. Okay. 
Cool. So that sounds good. Sounds good. Um, so let's move right on to the draft. The first thing. So, so what was your draft strategy going in? You chose the 12 spot, right? Yeah. Uh, so well, so why, why did you choose 12? I, cho- I chose 12 because I, I picked ninth for picking. Okay. So it turned out that I could only pick 9, 10, 11, or 12. And at that point, I figured I liked the wraparound that 12 offered getting right back to 13. Uh, you know, not exactly, but it almost kind of offers you ter- two first-round picks or at least a very very high value in the second round. And I figured – Well, the highest value in the second round. Obviously, yeah. So, so I if, think better than, better than nothing. If you had won the draft lottery, where would you have picked? Did you have anything in mind? Not really. I figured if I'd won, I'd figure it. I mean, I probably would have taken first. I feel like really? there's Peterson. I feel like there's Peterson, and then there's everybody else. I don't know about this. I mean, sure, uh, yeah. I mean, he's the only one you can draft first, but I can't. I can't see the gap between him and everyone else being as big this year again. It's hard to imagine, but after the year he just came off, it's it's you know, it's almost the kind of thing. Now he's a year further away from from ACL surgery, and his stone is prime. Who even knows? No, you know, he says he's gunning for for the record for Dickerson's record. He said he's gunning for twenty five hundred. I think he, he wants Some, to blow away Dickerson's like record. Yeah. Uh, yeah, crazy. So once you had the twelve spot, what was? Did you have any like draft day strategy going into it? Were there any players in particular you were targeting? Yeah, well, my thinking was that I was going to try to get a good running back and then one of the best wide receivers, and that's exactly what I came away with. Um, you were happy with Lynch at the twelve spot. Yeah, I was. You know, I have concerns because I feel like he's, you know, one of these years he's going to slow down. But, uh, you know, I'm hoping he's got one more good year in him. I liked Lynch, though. I thought he would have gone earlier than that. I thought it was going to wind up with, like, Trent Richardson or something again. Well, ESPN had him ranked much higher than he went. I think people don't like him in a PPR as much, which is true. But but our league's actually only a half-point PPR, which really isn't as big a difference as a regular PPR. And I mean, ESPN had him ranked, I think fourth, even in PPR. Like he's, he's a yeah. good, he's a good running back the last two years. Yeah, he's a good running back. And the Seahawks, especially with all the injuries they have to their wide receivers are going to be, are going to have to rely on the running game. He, he couldn't catch a lot of the backfield of his life depended on it, but uh-huh. I mean, I'm happy with him there. So, so you actually made one of the more controversial picks of the draft, I think in Des Bryant over Calvin Johnson. You want to defend that? Uh, you know, that I think I took that down to something like two seconds left on the clock, um, just going back and forth between them. And in the end, I just, you know, I had good memories of Dez from last year, having a few games where I would turn on the Cowboys in the second half and he would just become unconscious and catch everything. And I had some unbelievably monster games from him. There's no denying that, that coming into the season on paper, Calvin's the best wide receiver, but... I don't know. Something about the Lions just scares me. Even though they throw a lot and Calvin's incredibly good, I just – I really like Des Bryant. And that that really was going more on field than logic. Well, did you expect Calvin to be there at the 12 spot? Because I didn't. I was surprised he lasted that far. Yeah, I mean, in theory, he should have gone in the first round. I, I was surprised he was there. But even with him there, I just – I really fell in love with Des last season. And everything I've been reading – leading up to the draft, really did nothing to dissuade me from picking him. So I, I'm, I'm with you on Dez. I actually was targeting him as my second-round pick when I, where I took Brandon Marshall. I was hoping I could get Dez at, uh, I don't know, I had eight in the first round, so I guess 17 in the second round is where right. I was hoping he'd fall to. Yeah. Um, so, so your team's actually really, I think, the most well-balanced team in the league. Like, if you look at my, my position rankings, I think, like, your, your lowest is running backs at six, but you're high across the board. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was pretty. That was pretty friendly to me. Um, the you only think concern, it's too generous? I don't know. The only concern I have about my team, is, well, now my concerns are, are even bigger today. I mean, Dow Richardson is somebody I, I don't completely trust just because he kind of won the running back race in St. Louis by default. And then Nick's, who knows with his health? And I just found out today, T.Y. Hilton, who I was reading all off season, was supposed to overtake Darius Hayward Bay for number two wide receiving duties in uh, Indy, is going to stay their third guy, which baffles me because... Where did you hear that? Everything I've seen is T.Y. Hilton is the strong number two, and if anything, closer to a number one. Really? I mean, I read on Roto World today, which is the source of most of my news, that they had announced that that Hayward Bay was going to be... the first, you know, their, their second string wide receiver. I don't know. Um, I think even if he isn't to start the season, he will be because Hayward Bay is awful. Yeah, he's he going to go down as, I, I would say he's going to be one of the worst top 10 picks in uh, 
in the last 10 years, but that's pretty much every top 10 pick Oakland's made in the last 10 years. There are a lot of awful t- I mean, Jamarcus Russell has to be the worst. He, yeah. He can't say anything other than that. Yeah, uh, but, I yeah, I mean, your, your running backs, maybe I actually should grade down to a 5 or a 4. I'm not sure how that would affect your total ranking. I don't know, but but overall, you're you're happy with your team, right? I remember draft day. You were, you were yeah, no, I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy with my team. I did most of what I wanted to do. Um, you know, I think week one, what I'll probably want, I don't know. I'll see how things shape out. I might actually start Tompkins over Hilton week one because Buffalo's secondary is going to be a nightmare this season. They just lost Gilmore for I think half the year, and uh, I've always thought Leonis McKelvin was a garbage player, and I don't even know who they're starting opposite him. And Brady usually feasts on Buffalo to begin with. Yeah. So that looks pretty good. Gronk won't be back yet. Amendola is going to take the under routes. I I don't know. So we'll see. But, yeah, overall I'm real happy. I loved Romo where I was able to get him. Um, I I like Romo too, actually. I think him and Bryant are going to have both have have good years. Yeah, I'm pretty high on that combination. We'll see. You know, the only thing with Romo is, I I mean, I already know well ahead of time to brace myself for, like, some four-interception games. Yeah, I mean, they they happen. He'll turn turn the ball over, but he's... I actually think Dallas has really favorable pass matchups this year if you look at their schedule. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, Romo threw for, like, 4,900 yards last year. Like, he had had good numbers. Yeah, he he read it. He had great numbers. And, uh, I mean, ESPN has ranked as the number six quarterback from last year, so... Yeah. So yeah. so so let's let's run through the, this draft um, and talk about any any picks that stand out to you. So so one two three went Peterson Martin Charles. What do you? Th- I mean, obviously everyone knew Peterson was going one. Did you did you expect Martin Charles as next two running backs? I definitely expected Martin second. I don't know if I necessarily agree with it, but that seems to be what the logic is. Um, I, I, I mean, my only concern with Martin is he did it one time. He did a so he did a one time, and he really like if you take away his sixty point game. Like yeah. he, he had a two, he had that and he did a couple other like 30 point games, but he's not, he wasn't super consistent across the board. Right. His, right. His overall totals look great, but they didn't spread out well. Charles, um, you, you know, as well as anyone as an Eagles fan that Andy Reid and running backs don't seem to get along very well, well and, and the injury. And I, I, I hated Charles at three and I would not have taken him there. They get along in that he's going to get a ton of screen passes, which is what everyone's thinking. Right. And and also, like, Brian Westbrook and even Shady ha- had decent running years under, under Andy Reid. I mean, he he's definitely a, a pass-first uh, coach. I'm very happy to have Dwayne Bowe actually on my team this year. But, yeah. I mean, Charles Charles has a lot of upside. I, I don't know. I, th- I think Arian Foster sh- probably should have been taken higher. I think people were just too concerned about the injury. He's another one. I, I mean, I can tell you because I had him on my team last year. I was able to get him first overall. Um, he really slowed down towards the end. He was great early on, but you know, he leads over the last three seasons. He leads the league in the number of carries he's had and he started slowing down and then he got hurt. And, uh, I don't know what's with him. I think people were, were, were right to stay away. And now I've read that he's going to be in a little more, I mean, not, not really a true timeshare or anything, but Tate is going to, you know, pick up the number of carries he, he's, you know, compared to what he's gotten in the last few years. And can Foster stay healthy? I don't know. And yeah, he just started practicing this week. I'm not worried about workload with Foster. Like, if he's there, I think he's going to get plenty of touches. Like, they, they run plenty of times. Yeah, they run. And that, that's actually what I was going to say about uh, Kansas City. If, if there's something to be said about Charles, it's that when Alex Smith is your quarterback, you're going to need to have a running game. Yep. That, that, you need to have a running game because Alex – we'll get to this later, but Alex Smith is terrible. I don't know if he, I think terrible is too strong. I mean, he wasn't bad last year in San Fran before they benched him. Like as a game managing quarterback, he's not atrocious anymore. I don't think. You're right. Let me put it another way. He's terrible from a fantasy perspective, in my opinion. That, that's definitely true. Although there are definitely people yeah. out there that think Andy Reid's going to change that and make Alex Smith like a serviceable QB too. Um, if, if he can do, listen, I would for as much crap as Reid caught. He's in good at coaching he's quarterbacks. A, he's he's a good offensive coach. And he's yeah. a good quarterback coach. I mean, there's no denying that. So, it, it, you know, he's got to be one of the top guys that can do it. I'm not going to say if anyone, but he's definitely going to be one of the better coaches in the league for Alex Smith to be paired with. So so let's look at uh, then Aaron Rodgers' first quarterback off the board. I, it's, I think it's conventional wisdom that people think Aaron Rodgers is the top fantasy quarterback because he's the yeah. best NFL quarterback. But Drew Brees has actually beaten him the last two years. I had Brees number one on my QB board. If, who, yeah. who would you have taken first if you were drafting QB? 
I would have taken Breeze, first of all, because, like you said, the last couple of years he's been better. But also, Rodgers is going to get manhandled this year. That I, offensive line is in shambles. I think so, too. I had Breeze and I had Peyton Manning ahead of Rodgers as the one, two, three on my quarterbacks. Yeah, I don't know about – I mean, listen, you can't go wrong with Peyton Manning. Um, the only thing I would say is that, you know, people said that his arm just looked noticeably weaker, you know, towards the playoffs and, and later in the season. I don't know. I don't really know what I'm looking at with that. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. Fine. I'm not going to say oh, yeah. that it's also. true. I'm just going to say that, that that it seems to be what I read whenever I read, you know, articles about Manning. But, um, I mean, Peyton, you know, listen, Peyton, even with even with the, the, the bad offensive line, I think Rodgers will still have a top three fantasy year, no problem, because he's got so many guys around him. Unless he, gets, unless he gets hurt, yeah. He, oh, right. He and I'm looking right. at Peyton Manning's stats right now. He, he had 300 yards three of his last four games last season. Like, he was still putting up numbers, whether his arm was right. tired or not. Right. And you know what? He's on a team where between – Walker and Demarius Thomas. It's the kind of thing where he doesn't have to throw. You know, but Thomas, he can throw along, but he can also hit Thomas and have him break, you know, 25, 30 yards after the catch. Mm-hmm. So, so it doesn't all have to actually be the ball moving through the air. Def- definitely not. Um, and then Tom Brady, Cam Newton, both go first round. So five QBs. I think it's got to be a record even for this league. Like yeah. quarterbacks just go so, like they're so high in demand, those five in the first round right now. Well, yeah, and, you know, you asked me early on about my draft strategy, and, you know, I, I definitely know that people were questioning it. Kaepernick was my number one target. Not necessarily the first guy I wanted to take, but the guy I most wanted to have end up on my team. Yeah, we'll get that, to that because I, I disagree so strongly about yeah, that. Yeah, I, I know you did. I know you did. Um, but when there was that run on quarterbacks going, uh, my heart rate was going through the roof that someone was going to take Kaepernick before he got to me at the end of the third round. And, um yeah, let's hear. I mean, I, I know what you'll say, but yeah, let's hear what your your complaints are. Uh, well, I mean, we can we can get to it. But my, so here, are my complaints to Kaepernick is, and I think I wrote most of this. But so let's look at his numbers from last year. His highest score, Vigo, was twenty one. He didn't yeah, have a, he didn't have a single big game. He yeah, he did not pass for three hundred yards, and we kept the yardage bonuses. So that's something to think about: is how many times yeah. he's going to get those. Um, his highest game is twenty one. He never passed three hundred yards. He's not actually a good passer, I don't think. Like, I think he, he's got, he plays, he's, he's he plays seven games. I, mean, I know that that's not all it takes, but he has one of the strongest arms, if not the strongest arm in the league. Okay, but there's a reason, like, he couldn't—he didn't beat out Alex Smith in training camp. Like, I mean— He's he, a second-year player going against the guy who had just gotten his team to the NFC Championship game. That's a pretty, that's a pretty steep hill to climb. Maybe, but— I mean, he's all like, I don't know. He's he's missing his best wideout off last year, Crabtree. Like he, that's a huge target down. Yeah. I mean, who's who's he gonna throw to? Like Bolden and Davis? Like, there's no. It seems to be the case. Yeah. No, I know. Look, he, it's a risky pick. I guess I'm kind of just hoping that it, if he hits his ceiling, I, I feel incredibly good about my team. Um, is all I'll say is that if, if he winds up being what some, you know. Some projections have Matt, you know, at, at the high end of, of his ability. I think he's just overrated because of, of the playoffs last year. I mean, he had that huge game against Green Bay where he rushed for like 150 yards in the playoffs or something. But, I mean, he, he I'm looking at his rushing touchdowns once he started last week. I mean, three rushing touchdowns once he started. He put up decent yards sometimes. I, I don't know. Like, he, he hasn't done it enough. And I don't, I don't know. I just don't see him as that accurate enough of a passer without the targets really – put up huge quarterback numbers. I mean, it's definitely a legitimate concern, but, you know, I just, I, I really like him, and we'll see. Um, and if nothing else, I feel like I already have, like, a top QB in Romo, so even if he gives me QB2 production, I you know, I'll, I'll still feel pretty good. No, yeah, you're right. So that, that, that was my thinking, and since I was able to take them back-to-back, it worked out. I mean, they, they definitely have upside. Um, so so let's, let's finish out the first round. After the quarterbacks, um, Foster and Lynch, I mean, those... Either one of those could be steals because ESPN had those both as like top four running backs. So uh, you you and Moose could end up very very lucky there. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, second round, you started out with Dez, and then there's the the wide out run. Uh, Dez, C, uh, Calvin Johnson, AJ Green, Brandon Marshall. I was happy to get Marshall there. Yeah, um, those are the top four guys. I, I think so too. I I think the break is between Marshall and then I think Julio Jones starts like the second tier. Do you, do you agree with that? I agree with that 100. percent and then, I mean, Spiller, Spiller dropped to CB. He could have a monster season. Like, there are a lot of people that had him number two after, after Peterson. Yeah, I'll tell you, I was between Spiller and, uh, and Lynch when I took running backs. 
And then I was between Spiller and, and a wide receiver. Um, both, but you know, Spiller, I really, I, I had to talk myself out of taking him in, you know, in lieu of other guys, but he's got to be, you know, one of the five fastest running backs in the league. It's incredible. If, watching I him. think he's probably the fastest. It's either him or Chris Johnson, I think. Yeah. Um, so, so we've got Spiller, Morris, Trent Richardson, and and Stephen Ridley all all were ESPN projected first rounders and all kind of dropped to rounds two and three. Who do, who do you think is the best season of those of those four running backs? It was Morris Ridley. Who were the other two? Trent Richardson and Spiller. Who who'd you be? Who would you want there? Is it Spiller? Yeah, I think it'd be Spiller. Uh, Morris is the same thing as Doug Martin. He's only done it once. Um, Ridley, they're, they're predicting well, Morris was from... really consistent last year, though. Like, he was. He was more consistent than Martin. It's just, again, he's only done it once. That's my only knock at him. Not that I don't think he's Spil- good. Spiller's only done it once also. That's true. You're All, right. And Richardson Literally two Ridley. years there. Didn't he get some playing time his rookie year? Yeah, but he didn't do it. No, th- last year was his third year. It wasn't his rookie year. Was but... it? No, no, no. I thought last year was his second year. Last year was his third year? <laughs> uh, I'm going to look this up, but I'm 90% positive. Okay, yeah. I don't remember when he came in, but I know that Jackson yep. went down one year and Spiller took over. Uh, yes. Last year was Spiller's third year. Uh, okay. His high in yards previous was 561, so he never – and four touchdowns. Um, he had 100 attempts his second year, only 70 his first year. So he, he never had, like, a ton of work. No, not really. All right. So, I mean, I guess they all kind of are inexperienced. Ridley is, uh, you know – he apparently he's a good back, but you know I I'll believe I'll believe when I see it. Then the that the Patriots are gonna have a real running game. Yeah, I mean they've they look good in the preseason. They cry. I mean when they played Philly week one, they ran like yeah, 200, 200 yards on us, but we were we weren't ready to play that game. No, uh, apparently not. So so Anton takes uh, Jimmy Graham in round two. What would you ever take a tight end there early? What are your what are your thoughts on that? I mean he's got to go early at this point. Yeah, I, I mean. Obviously, if I were going to take a 10, it would have been Jimmy Graham. I have no problem with that. I mean, he's the number one receiving target on, you know, probably the number two offense in the NFC. And I think you know, they're the number one offense in the NFC. You think that they're better than Green Bay? I think they're going to score more. All right. Well, and, and I think they'll def- actually I think they will definitely put up more yardage because Breeze will Breeze turns it over more than Rodgers. That's true. Um, yeah, you know, the other thing, you know. Saints wide receivers, I hate. Graham, on the other hand, is Bree's favorite target. He's going to find him on a, on a near weekly basis, you know, mm-hmm. for a big game. Um, he's a monster inside the 20. You really, you know, I, I probably would have taken Graham towards the back of the second round if I had been there and he had been on the board. Yeah, I'd like it better if Anton had gone, like, running back Graham, I think. Because when you go QB tight end, you're just so weak at both running back and wide out going forward. Yeah, that's tough. And um, I, I really tough. think, especially in the PPR league. Yeah, like if if Anton had gone Ray Rice there or something, and then picked up like Romo or Stafford or any of those guys in the third or fourth, I'd like his team a lot better. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, Graham, Graham's not awful. So, so third round, Randall Cobb starts it off. I don't. I'm not sold on him as like a wideout as a true number one in fantasy. No, me neither. I mean, I, I know like he's going to get the most targets in Green Bay now, and Rogers supposed to love him and so forth, but. I mean, he didn't break a thousand yards last year. He's he's really unproven to go that early, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. And I watched a lot of Packers games last year because I had Jordy Nelson, Greg Jennings, and James Jones. Randall Cobb was the only wide receiver I didn't have. And so many times I'd see them run that play where he, you know, he'd kind of run out one yard and try to catch it and create. And a lot of times he'd go four yards and get wrapped up or something stupid like that. Um, you know, it's almost like he wants to be Percy Harvin, but isn't. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, I mean, listen, I like him, but not where he went. And I don't think – I think he's more of a wide receiver two than a wide receiver one. I, I don't think there is a wide receiver one on Green Bay this year. I don't think, they're, I don't they're think they're there is either. Targets. I, I completely agree with you. Um, you know, Vincent Jackson is the next receiver gone. I, I don't love that either. I mean, I know he's done it over his career, but I think, I think he kind of had a career year last year. I don't see him repeating that again. He had a great year for me two years ago when I had him when he was still with the Chargers. Um, but again, was really inconsistent. Last year was a career year for him. You know, do you like Josh Freeman? He, he looks pretty terrible to me. I uh, know, I know. Play, he's playing for his job this year. Maybe he steps it up. And, well, Anton knows better than anyone else on Josh Freeman. He's got so many weapons around him now on the on the offense, and the O line's yeah. healthy, and he has looked good at times. Like yeah. there are games where he looks. There's like 
like half half seasons where he looks good. His rookie season, he looked great. He almost got him to the playoffs with a much weaker roster. The first half of last year, he was good. Yeah. Um. So yeah, look, I I guess it's just you know that it's almost like Sanchez earlier in his career when he did happen to have a few good games where you never knew who was going to show up. Mm-hmm. Um, with Freeman, it's almost like is he going to have a great game or is he just going to have one of those terrible games where he literally can't hit an open receiver. Yeah, he's, um, he's and again he's playing for his job this year. If he plays, t- if he plays poorly, who do they draft? The the guy out of NC State, um, with the big arm. Yeah, and I know who you're talking about um, Glennon or something. Yes, yeah, so, uh, I don't I think remember that's his name. I'm not so, I'm not into college he, mode yet. Yeah, me neither. But you know, the point is maybe just knowing that they drafted someone to take his job if he doesn't succeed this year will motivate him to play better. I, I don't know. I always find it funny that like an NFL player needs motivation to be better. I I, I know it's it's ridiculous when they say that really, about really, any sport athlete, but really, yeah. So so then in in round three, there's a couple more running backs that I actually think have good potential. I think Forte, MJD, Chris Johnson. I think any of those guys could actually be top ten players. I think MJD theoretically could actually have a very strong season. Yeah, I mean he's coming off he's coming off the the injury from last year. They they say he's a hundred percent. Say he's and, right. They say I feel like in training camp they say everybody's a hundred percent. So who the hell knows? But, I, I know. um, but yeah, no, he could be. Listen, there was a time when he was a top three running back. So there's I, no there's he no. He led the league in rushing two years ago. Yeah, it's it's right, and it wasn't that long ago. So it's not like he has no potential. Um, so so take say Forte, MJD, Chris Johnson, and Frank Gore. Rank for those for me. How you think they're going to finish the end of the year? Well, I hate Frank Gore. Um, I had him a couple of times. I think I had him once or, or twice. Every and year I think he's done, and every year he, he puts up like 1,210. I know. It's just – it's so it's such an ugly – I know. He is, there's no there's no grace to the way he runs. Like there's nothing smooth about it. It's an ugly, it's an ugly path, and sometimes he's great, and sometimes he's terrible, and sometimes I'll kill you. But anyway, um, so I, I mean I guess I would put – him at the back of that list only because of my personal dislike for him. Uh-huh. Um, and then the other three were MJD and who are the other two? MJD, Chris Johnson, and jo- Forte. Johnson goes third, MJD second, Forte first. I think that's um, actually the, how they were drafted. The, it is. The guy the Bears just hired as their head coach, this Mark Tresson guy who I know nothing about, but apparently was like revolutionary in the CFL. They say that he's supposed to be an offensive guy. You know, yeah. we'll see. They also but said like, he was going to get Cutler to throw to different targets, and he still only throws to Brandon Marshall so far. Yeah, I know. But that, that's yeah. great for me. I don't, I don't have a problem with it. Right, no, I'm sure you don't. And uh, they just signed Martellus Bennett, and he hasn't caught one pass in the preseason. Yeah, he's not, he's not going to do it. incredible to me because I think he's a good tight end. He's, he's not, not going to do it. He's a good tight end. Yeah. So, so I actually took Welker in the third, which is the one pick I've been killing myself over. Yeah. I, I took Welker over Roddy White and Larry Fitzgerald. I, I probably, the more I think about it, I do think Welker's going to really click with Peyton Manning. And I, I, see, I see him, I definitely see him probably catching 100, yard, 100 balls, probably 1,100 yards. But I don't know. Who, who would you take, White, Fitzgerald, Welker in that spot? That's tough. Because um, you don't know with Larry Fitzgerald what's really going to happen. I, I don't, all three of those guys have question marks around them. Fitzgerald, well, you know, I wouldn't say Roddy White is question marks. He's really consistent every year, even with Julio there. Well, so the, I guess that well, I guess you kind of brought up what I was going to say, which is that Julio keeps taking a bigger role in their offense. I, I think when when Julio's first year in the league, Roddy White was the one, and and Julio was the two, and then the next year they were both kind of like one and one A or whatever you want to call it. And now I, I think White is just solidly the number two option on that on that wide receiving core. Um, and so he's just going to continue to lose targets is my only concern. When, I, I, it com- when it comes to Welker, you know, the big problem with Denver is that there's a lot of talent on that team, which isn't a problem for them, but it's a problem for fantasy. But Welker and Decker seem to be playing the exact same role. I, I don't know what's going to happen with the two of them. Well, De- Decker Decker plays outside. He hasn't played from the slot, I don't think, most of the time. I know, but doesn't he come underneath a lot? I mean, yeah. other, than being, other than both being white, I think their games have a lot more in common. No, I think you're probably right. But I think Welker is probably better than Decker, I think. Oh, I definitely think Welker is better than Decker. I'm not concerned about Decker, like, overshadowing Welker. I'm just – Welker is not going to catch 100 balls this year. Uh, it's just not going to happen. I, I, I still think he might. Peyton Manning throws a slot a ton, but – 
I don't know. I'm not. I'm not super happy. I probably would have gone Fitzgerald because I mean I'm I'm kind of big on Carson Palmer, so I think Arizona's going to put up numbers. But I don't think they'll be good. But I think they'll put up fantasy numbers. I, I think that's a fair assumption. Carson Palmer is one thing is that I feel like whenever he tries throwing the ball past a certain distance, he just becomes an interception machine. I I, I agree. He he and, his, his arm and is, Fitz, is awesome. and Fitzgerald's greatest asset is his speed and his ability to get up and go over guys deep. He needs the and, ball 40 yards downfield high in the air so he can just out-jump someone. And, and, and I don't know that Carson Palmer is the guy to do that. That being said, if, you know, they can work, you know, some chemistry inside 15, 20 yards and Fitzgerald can just burn a guy, then, yeah, he's the best of the three. I mean, he's still Larry Fitzgerald. It's incredible how this guy a couple of years ago was widely recognized as the best wide receiver in football in terms of pure talent. And he's yep. just been buried on that roster he i mean in in pure talent he's still up there with calvin and dez and aj green like he's right but i mean he's just overshadowed by the i mean and look i i don't think anybody had worse quarterbacks throwing to him last year than fitzgerald it's incredible that jets cardinals game which i was actually at your apartment for is going to go down as the worst football game ever played yeah i mean there there was no one worse than, than cardinals quarterbacks last year so then, then speaking of that, actually, the end of three, we go Kaepernick, Romo, who were both yours, yeah. and then uh, Russell Wilson, RG3, Andrew Luck. So a good quarterback run there um, in, like, the, the fourth round. I like that spot a lot for drafting quarterbacks, actually. I think you get yeah, good value getting a quarterback there and a running back early than the other way around. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, unless the quarterback is Breeze and we touched on the Rodgers Payton thing, but unless that quarterback is Breeze, I, I would agree. Um, you know, and so what it's, Ka- you said Kaepernick, Russell, Kaepernick, Luck. Romo, then Russell, Griffin, Luck. I'm actually, I, so taking, so taking, taking Romo out of that conversation, those are the big four young quarterbacks, I yep. guess. Those, I mean, if you read Grantland ever, Bill Barnwell calls them the gang of four nonstop, which is yeah. uh, an easy nickname to go with. I have Luck as the top of that group this year. And I know he was drafted last. I was happy to get him there, but yeah. I think fantasy wise, I, I, I have Luck number one. I don't know. Um, I don't know about any of them. Well, I mean, it's th- it's three guys who can do a lot with their legs and then Luck. Um, Luck, Luck can yeah, well, run. Luck rushed for five touchdowns last year and like three or four hundred yards. Like he's he's mobile. I mean, I know he's white. He's not like a running quarterback. Right. He's, he's not, okay. He's not he's not in the same mold as the other three. Clearly, um, clearly not. Right. Kaepernick, we already discussed. We don't need to go back to that. Wilson, you know, still surprising everybody. I feel like from based on what the expectations were. His the talent around him t- took a dip from last year with the injuries, um, and Griffin's coming off the knee surgery. So yeah, I guess I would agree. Luck Luck has to be the number one there, just because Kaepernick has too many question marks in terms of can well, he actually perform with the talent around him. And the other two, you know, same thing. Luck's the only one I feel like there aren't question marks around. He's Ego, you who- drafted Kaepernick over. You shouldn't say Luck's the number one. I think on paper, Luck is the number one. I still like Kaepernick's ceiling better than Luck's. I think Luck just – you're not going to be terribly disappointed with Luck. I admit, I can be disappointed with Kaepernick. That's fair. And I actually wanted Romo there. I had Romo higher than Luck, and that's who I was targeting. I think Romo round. is higher than Luck. For, for my round four quarterback, that was um, – I'm not disappointed with Luck, but that was the spot I really wanted Romo at. Well, I mean, I think Luck makes the transition this year from QB2 to QB1. Uh, I'm, oh, I'm definitely counting on that. I mean, I, I think I'm going to get 4,500 yards and 30 touchdowns, and I think I'll be happy enough with that. But I think he's got he's got big upside. I mean, I, I think he's the only one. Like, he didn't have a great season last year. Like, he only completed like 53% of his passes. I think he yeah. threw a lot of picks. And he, and he like, threw too many interceptions. But you got to hope like, and assume that those things are going to go down in your case. Exactly. For him. Like he he didn't like come out on fire like RG three and these other guys. Like he's on a good trajectory. I think on like a normal quarterback trajectory to to kind of really peak. Uh, going forward, where uh, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if RG three, at least as a thrower, peaked in year one. I mean, is he going to lead the NFL in like yards per attempt? I, I don't think he's going to do that again. No, I can't imagine. And, and it, I mean, his, his turnover rate was amazing. Also, like I kind of think both of those were not really uh, not repeatable, but we'll see. Yeah. So, so finish out the fourth round. We got Eli and a bunch of wideouts. Um, not, nothing of note, really, for any of those picks, I don't think. And then once we get out of round four, I think like most of the elite players, all the positions are gone. I mean, Roethlisberger, Flacco, Dalton all go in the top of the fifth. Um, yeah. I hate Flacco. Yeah, I hate Flacco. He's I don't terrible. like Dalton. Fuse, I don't like either. Fuse, once again, 
messed up the draft and will now try to make ridiculous trades to fix Hughes it. Hughes makes the most ridiculous trade offers to me nonstop. And I know Same thing. I've been, offered Alex, I've been offered Alex Smith on multiple occasions by him already. I, I forget the deals, but Hughes offers me trades where like I'm giving up the better two players for the worst two players in the yeah. trades. Like, it's nowhere yeah. near even. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's it's I, I think we're gonna actually have a rule next year of like like banning him from like making preseason trades like it might it might be nice also I don't just know draft a team you're happy with right like how right. do you want to trade this much before the season starts I, I know and that, that's you know that's what I keep thinking is you know right now I love my team um you know let's see what happens ten minutes into the first week yeah but I have no interest in trading any of these guys I drafted them for a reason yeah exactly like draft the players you like I completely agree with you um I mean, so I hate Flacco. Roethlisberger's taking a step back, and the only team with a worse offense, a worse offensive line than Green Bay is Pittsburgh. Roethlisberger's going to die back there at some yeah, point. If he plays more than twelve games, I'd be surprised. Like he he's doesn't gonna, stay healthy anymore. Uh, he, he's in a lot of trouble, and you know it really sucks for for. I don't remember who took him, but yeah, um, he's Li- in trouble. Lionel, the double homicides. Lionel. Yeah, then we got Shab also who. I mean, there's nothing to say about him. He's not a fantasy performer. Like, he's not going to do anything. No, he's a better real-life QB than a fantasy QB. I will say I'm big on – I got Reggie Bush in the faith, which I'm really big on. Like, I, th- I think he's going to have a good season, at least receiving in Detroit. I don't know if he's going to rush he, for a big – Yeah, purpose. I don't know about his rushing, but uh, he went to the right team for PPR. Like, I don't I – don't Stafford's going to throw to him a lot. Yeah, I actually don't really expect him to hit more than five or 600 yards rushing. But if he catches 90 balls for seven or 800 yards receiving – I'm, I'm good with that. And yeah, I actually, that, that could conceivably happen. And I think Dar- Darren Sproles went really, really late for a PPR. He did. I think people are just downing him because of last year. This, you know, do, do you take last year's performance by the Saints and kind of throw it out because of no Sean Payton? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, honestly, I think you kind of do, at least in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, arguably you can. Listen, he's the offensive mastermind behind, you know, everything they've done. And, uh, so there's no reason to believe that, that they won't at least be better this year. Yep. Um, and they get back to the form they had the few years before the suspension thing. You know, everybody's a few years older. But, yeah, probably. I think that Sproles got undervalued. And, uh, I, I we'll agree. See. I'm going to say, like, that that could easily be the pick of the fifth round. I think Moose – not saying it's, it's going to happen, but I think Moose could have easily – like, he's got a top ten running back potential there. Like, it's hard to even find potential that late in the draft, honestly, at the running back position. Yeah. Uh, six six round. Um, Hakeem Nix, uh, you took Nix. I don't know. Like, what's your feeling on him? Is he ever a number one again? Is or is he just not that player? In fantasy, in real life, a number one. Um, I, either. I mean, oh, well, I didn't take him as a number one in fantasy, and I think no, the, I, I know. I think the injury concerns definitely take him out of that category. In real life. If he does stay healthy, I think he and Knicks are almost equally situated in terms of their mean, roles on that team. You mean Cruz? Ah, uh, Cruz. Thank you. I said Knicks. Yeah. Um, but can it, you know? I I basically took a gamble that he'd stay healthy. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know. If he stays healthy, he's he, he's still a really young, talented wide receiver. But no, he's you're, got, every year there's something wrong with him. I agree. Your receivers have, have upside. Um, as long as T. Y. Hilton actually plays, which I guess we're yeah. not talking about anymore. Um, I do really like Pierre Garçon by by LC there. I think another if, injury guy, but yeah, he's gonna if he's healthy. Like people, if he's healthy, he was targeted. So he was targeted the second highest percentage behind Marshall last year when of yeah. routes of routes he ran. Like RG three, he's by far his favorite receiver when he's on the field. Yeah. Um, again, another injury guy that if he stays healthy could have an absolutely fantastic season. You think? You know, uh, much more to it than that. You think Jordy Nelson? ever hits double-digit touchdowns again, or you think that year's a fluke and he's kind of just going to be a lifelong number three now? I don't think he's going to be a lifelong number three, and it sounds like he's come back pretty nicely from from the surgeries. Again, you know, it's preseason, so everybody's coming along as well as they ever could have hoped. But uh, in terms of being a number three, I mean, I think that team is just full of number twos. Um, and the problem, the thing, the thing that scared me off, Jordy, was that you know, week to week, he could be a monster, or he could go for one catch for four yards. Yeah, um, very inconsistent. And, and you know, it's it's just very tough to imagine that there's a white guy that's that fast. That's <laughs> kind of just one of the best way. You know, there's just a mental block to get over there. I don't think he's a lifelong number three, and I think taking him where he went was pretty good value. 
Um, so especially because he, he's going to do something. It's just a matter of what. So so Yoni's next pick, uh, I've heard reports that Chris Ivory, uh, and there are people that thought he was going to be decent in New York, actually. I don't know. What, what are your feelings on that? I know he hasn't looked good in the preseason. I, I wanted to take Ivory before he, he was drafted as my as my running back, too. Um, not that they're going to do it very often, but if the Jets have any chance of winning, it's going to have to be with running, and he's going to be their top guy. Bilal Powell is not worth the time of day, and Mike Mike Goodson just showed up after like a summer being absent and got a four-game suspension, mm-hmm. so he's out until October. Um, when he comes back, if he's healthy and he's ready to go, he's going to eat into the touchdown numbers for Ivory, but Ivory's a good player. Again, a health concern, but if he stays healthy... Ivory was a good player for the Saints, and the Jets have not as bad an O-line as some people might think. They still have DeBrickashaw. They still have Mangold. They signed Willie Colon. It's not a good offensive line, but it's enough that Ivory can create with it. Yeah, so so moving on into round seven. Um, so Yoni goes Tavon Austin here. Yeah, I didn't Actually, like So I didn't like it either. I saw a stat the other day that um, there have been – I think three rookie wideouts in NFL history to hit a thousand yards, which shocked yeah. me how how low that was. But yeah. they're they're just <laughs> never great. Like rookie rookie wideouts, like hit like seven eight hundred yards. Like they they never do a lot. Yeah, I, I mean, and I don't really get it. I don't know what goes into being a good wide receiver in the NFL, obviously. But I mean, it seems to me that if you're fast and you're strong and and you know you're athletic enough, it shouldn't be that big a transition. Um, but that being said, yeah, and from what I've, I've seen, it doesn't sound like the Rams are expecting a ton from Austin this year. You know, it's the kind of thing where they're hoping to get him involved to some extent, but, you know, they, they draft him for two or three years down the line. Exactly. I mean, I think, the, this, I think the bigger difference transitioning is just the cornerback level play. The one-on-one matchups are so much tougher to beat in the NFL yeah. as opposed to college. I, I suppose that, if anything, that would be it. But So, no, I think Tavon Austin's the kind of guy who – is really best left to be a bench player who, if he winds up, you know, surprising, he's sitting there. But he's not someone I would want to start on my team. I agree. I mean, you think about, like, Sam Bradford still hasn't proven anything if he's good. And if you look at that division, I mean, the Niners, Seahawks, Cardinals are all three really good pasties. Like, those aren't good matchups either. Yeah. No, I, I, again, I mean, I just, I have nothing positive to say about about Tavon. And listen, I like him. I was hoping the Jets would draft him. But again, not to be an impact player this season. I think that was a stretch. Um, so Michael Vick to LC. It's, I mean, like con- all conventional wisdom is he's never going to do what he did three years ago again. But yeah. you can't say it's impossible. So, and because fucking Lamb Chop has him, like he's just going to go off. Yeah, I know. Well, isn't that how it goes every year? It's like I mean, it's that's... incredible. I wrote down what Lamb Chop's like. Performance finishes are every year. It blows my mind. I know. We, we, we don't even need to focus on that no, anymore. It's, it's almost not worth it. It would just be depressing. Yeah, the rest of round seven, um, I don't know, nothing too much of note. Uh, round eight, T.Y. Hilton, Miles Austin. So they're still, like, good. I mean, receiver is deep. Like, there are good receivers left in, like, rounds eight, nine, and even yeah. ten to some extent. Yeah, I mean, Austin, I mean, we talked about Hilton. Austin's thing is going to be that he's the third option on that team, and – you know, we'll see what's with Dez, um, but I think he sits behind Witten, too, in terms of... He, uh, do- he does, but, like, he's definitely getting the number two cornerbacks now. Like, there's no question about him getting number one matchups, which is going to be in his favor. Is he the flex on, on that team? Uh, yeah, he is. He's the flex on Moose's team. No, no, he's starting, I think. No, no, he's he's the, the tight end wide receiver guy. Oh. Whatever you yeah. want to call that position. I'm still calling that a wide out three. Let's wait till All someone right. actually starts two tight ends, which I don't think anyone's ever going to do. Um, yeah, it's it's hard to imagine actually doing that, but any which is why I thought it was kind of a silly suggestion. But oh, if any it, of the listen, roster changes, have. if any of the roster changes to actually get passed, that's the one that has by far the least effect because no one's going to do it. Right, exactly. Which you is know, why I think no one cared about passing it. Yeah, so I mean, it. I think he's a fine wide receiver three if that's what you want to look at it as because he's still going to do stuff. Oh, I, I agree. I think he's a good And the Cowboys wide. are going to score. The, the Cowboys might lose games, you know, 45-42, but they're going to score a lot of points. Yeah. Um, Stevie Johnson I never like as a fancy player. And the Bills well, don't that, even... and, and now that that team... They don't I have any quarterbacks. I can't even pronounce the last name of the guy starting for them week one. Uh, it's, it's not Matt Weiner. U-E-L. Yeah, it's the other dude. No, I've never, honestly never heard of him before. Nobody has. He's an undrafted 
uh, free agent out of, I think, Washington State, and he had some atrocious college record. I don't even know how a guy like that makes his way into the NFL, but yeah. uh, not going to be good news. I, I will say that I think both Shane Vereen and Ahmad Bradshaw have, have like decent upside potential that they could, if everything goes right, they, they could become serviceable RB2s. Vereen? Uh, Vereen in a PPR, like he catches passes. They're, I don't know how the Patriots are going to use him. Is he going to be their third down guy, or is he just going to come in when Ridley needs air? I think it's going to be a mixture of both, and I think they're going to really lean on their running backs this year because they, I mean, they don't have a lot else on the offense. Right, right. I, I've heard good things about Vereen coming out of the preseason. And I mean, he's going to catch a lot of balls, and he's a solid wide receiver too. I just, I don't know what's with the Patriots. He's, he's a running back, not a receiver, Vigo. But that's an offense. <laughs> You know they're going to move the ball, and you know they're going to have scoring chances. So, like, I think if he's involved, he could be decent. Say that again. I'm sorry. I said you, you know with New England they're going to move the ball and have scoring chances. So yeah. as long as he's involved and gets enough snaps on the field, I think he's going to be useful in fantasy. Yeah. We will see. Bradshaw, um, we'll see. And then, I mean, we got Freeman and Rivers not expecting anything from either nope, of them. Neither of them. Giovanni Bernard's interesting. Are you watching Hard Knocks at all? I've seen, yeah, I've seen a little bit of him. Um, well, the most recent episode was all about how thing. he looks. He looks good on Hard Knocks anyway. They make him look pretty good. They make him look great running. The most recent episode was about how he can't pass block though, making it look yeah, like I he know. won't I be saw, on the I field. Saw that this weekend. But who? That, I mean, that's all overblown for drama and shit. Of course, yeah. Um, listen, I watched the Jets Hard Knocks. I think what was it two seasons ago now, and uh, guys sound. You know, the the best guys sound better than they are. The worst guys sound worse than they are. Exactly. Listen, it's a TV show at the end of the day. Exactly. So, I mean, the, the rest but of the rounds, there's not... He's a, good, he's a good running back, too. And listen, Ben Jarvis, great analysis, nothing to be excited about. So, no. he, could easily, he could easily take that job over, no problem. I agree. Um, the rest of the rounds, I'm just trying to pick out anyone who I think is upside. I think Emmanuel Sanders could be okay for Priest. Um, we'll see. If, if Roethlisberger stays healthy, I think he could get... You come close to a thousand yards. Um, you picked up Kembrell Tompkins just because he's a Patriot. I'm pretty sure. One hundred percent. I don't know the first thing about him, but I know that he is the top outside receiver for the Patriots. <laughs> yeah, and it's really... Gronk is hurt, and Gronk is hurt for a little while. And why not? It's really not saying much. Um, With Tom Brady throwing to him, you know, he's got upside, and that's about it. So in round ten, Hudson picks up Kenny Britt. I've always been a Britt believer. Um, I don't know why. Throwing to him. Yeah, I, he's not going to do anything, but nope. if, I don't know. It's always a chance, I guess. That, um, that that team that team is the third worst in the AFC, in my opinion, or I guess fourth worst because Jacksonville's awful too. So not even the worst in the division, but I think Oakland's the worst, and then the Jets and Jacksonville are going to tie for second and third for you know who's worst, and then Tennessee. There's no one on that team. Don't forget the Bills, man. Nah, the, well, it, listen, Manuel's not that badly hurt. He'll come back. They still have some stuff. They have Spiller. Buffalo has more offensive weapons than any one of the other four teams. Oh, Oakland's in there, too. Did I forget Oakland? Oakland's no, you, you said Oakland's worse. I did say Oakland. Okay, so, yeah, Oakland's at the bottom. I don't I don't know any I, – I can't name one wide receiver on, on – Denarius Moore. Yeah. And he's not good. So, so, so round, round, round 11, where do you stand on Zach Sudfeld? Is he going to be a, a Gronk replacement, or is that all hype? I think he's going to be a Hernandez replacement. Some of it's hype, but to you know, as much as I hate him, you got to give Belichick credit. Normally, when he's been picking offensive players in recent years, they've worked out. Um, I mean, I, I, apparently, I, he has an eye for tight ends, not so much murderers, but tight ends. Yeah, hilarious. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, I think there's like a convent. Nah, I think there's a line of thinking out there that people think any receiver on the Patriots can put up numbers. I think it's like really overblown, though. Like I, you the one that cited Rache Caldwell from like 2006. I, I was that's saying, not the prime example of that. Yeah, I, but um, I, I don't know. I mean, there have been like so many times Welker's gone down, and everyone's like, "Oh, Edelman's a Welker clone." Watson step in, do the same thing. He's never yeah. done that. No. Uh, Brandon Lloyd did nothing last year. Like, there's no. I don't. It's not like a guaranteed rule. Like, you still have to be good. Like yeah. the Patriots players have put up stats. Like Moss, Welker, Hernandez, Gronk, they're all good players. Yeah, and obviously like, it's that not just good. Tom Brady's making them amazing. Like they're all, they, they're, any of those four players would be good on any team. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm not. I'm not too high on Sudfeld. Like there's always a chance just because they're going to give him a lot of targets. But well, Sudfeld's on the bench, so you know you you ride that out and see what happens. Yeah. Uh, round twelve. Uh, Matt Flynn looks like he lost his job already. Yep. 
Josh, Josh Gordon, actually, once he starts playing, I've heard a lot of people talk about, just like, North Turner throws deep all the time. Yeah, we'll see if, I mean, Whedon's supposed to have a good arm. We'll see if this is the, if he turns it around this year. They already want to push him out of town after one season. Whedon's supposed to have like a competent season, I think, people are saying. Um, I don't think he's a bad quarterback. He's old, but he's not bad. No, old he's like, for, old for a second year player. Not look at, the next two players, like Ponder and Locker, both drafted. Whedon's better than either of them. Agreed. Locker's terrible. Ponder's worse. And then we kind of get, um, I don't know, move on to 13, 14, 15 defenses and kickers. So. Yeah, not much there. That's pretty much it. It's pretty much it for the draft. There weren't a ton of picks that really surprised me that much. I actually thought a lot of it went more or less how I expected it to. Yeah, um, I think I said to you the day after the draft, I felt like everybody came away with the kind of team I'd expect them to come away with. Yeah, I mean, there, I don't remember. Like, there weren't. I always make fun of Yoni for like drafting Matt Schott in like, the second round, but there weren't any picks that were just like blatantly that stupid this year. I don't think. No. Not like, really. I mean, I think we may have let Foster slide too far, and I think, but like, there's always players like that. Like, I don't think there was anyone that was drafted like blatantly like four rounds too early. Right. Nobody. Nobody made any sort of like suicidally bad move. So, I'm going to try out my favorite new segment on you. It is called Tron Ranks. Are you ready, Vigo? Sure. Okay. Tron Ranks. Every week, I'm going to pose a completely random question inspired by something in my life the past week or anything I can think of. Every week, you're going to give me, and you have to be honest, no lying. It's going to get real. Your top three and bottom three people from this league to do the thing. Okay. On the spot. So, and I'll give mine too, just so everything's fair. Tron ranks. First thing, any Tron in this league to talk themselves out of a speeding ticket. You have to be number one on that. Top three. Top, give me top three, bottom three. It doesn't have to be in order. Just three people you trust and three people you would not trust. So talk yourself out right. of speeding ticket. Top three would be you, Anton, and probably Priest. Priest um, is good. But b- bottom three would be me. <laughs> yeah. I myself, agree. myself. Well, you're remembering when I pulled over to the left lane for the cop that time. It's one of my favorite memories of you. He wasn't even trying to pull me over. He just wanted to get past me. And I wouldn't get out of his way. But you stopped in the left lane it's... of like the New Jersey Turnpike. You didn't pull no, no, over we're to Mass- the shoulder. We're like Massachusetts, but yeah. But whatever. Like... It was a highway. I know. I know. I was like 19. That was idiotic. But so myself, and then I'd probably say Fuse, and I don't know, third one? Three bad. It's got to be three good, three yeah, bad. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to think who the third one would be. Uh, I don't know. Probably Moose. I can't see Moose even trying to do it. He'd feel bad and apologize to the cop. Uh, Moose wouldn't be that bad. I, so I actually I, – I have you on my bottom list also. Yeah, I mean I deserve it. <laughs> well, I don't really have a list. I'm kind of thinking this. I actually – I'm going to put Anton on the bottom. I think he would try to like outsmart a cop in like a condescending lawyery way. I can see that. And I can't, I don't know, I, I can't see them liking, I can't see a cop liking Anton. His whole life is like hating cops and getting people true. free for crime. So i got you, I've got Anton, and I'm going to say Noah also. Okay. I, I, I don't know, I can't see Noah winning that argument. Um, tops, I'll go, I won't include myself. Um, I actually don't talk myself out of them ever, I always get them. <laughs> Fair um, enough. I'll put Just Lion- experience. I will put Priest. I agree with Priest. I'll put Lionel on that list. Okay. Lionel, Priest, who else is in this league? And mm, Lionel, Priest. I'll go Hudson. Hudson's well, probably my fourth on that list. I don't really know why. I mean, he's in law school, I guess, so. It's true. All right. <laughs> Thanks for trying out my Tron Rank segment, Vigo. I appreciate no it. No problem. Uh, so let's get to some really quick quarterback and running back pairing rankings. I just want to know what you think of, of how I'm ranking them, okay? Okay. So here is, I have the top quarterback pairings in the league. I've got Peyton Manning and Matt Ryan. That's Hudson. Okay. Brady and RG3. That's Noah. Okay. Stafford and Newton. That's Choirboy. Okay. And I'm going to throw in Breeze and Vic. That's Lamb Chop. Okay. If you could take any one of those quarterback pairings, who do you take? Who was Peyton paired with? Peyton with Matt Ryan, right? Peyton and Matt Ryan... Brady yeah. and RG3, Stafford and Newton, Breeze and Vic. Stafford and Newton. You take Stafford and Newton over Peyton and Matt Ryan? Yeah. 
Interesting. So I gave the perfect 10 to Hudson. I think I gave a 9 to CB. I do like Stafford this year. I think he could have a really big year. Well, he throws a, a ridiculous number of balls, and then Cam Newton is Cam Newton. But Cam Newton's not good, though. Like, if the rushing touchdown's cut in half, he becomes a bad fantasy... Not bad, but he's not an elite fantasy quarterback anymore. Right. And yeah, you know, I mean, he throws, like, 20 TDs a year. Like, he's... I don't know. Yeah. I, I think I would go... I mean, Brady and RG3 might have the most upside there. RG3's health is the only thing. I mean, he's probably fine, but I don't know. Although, actually, I'll take that back. Breeze and Vic have the most upside. Um, Breeze and Vic have the most upside because Vic, Vic, Vic could be a top-five quarterback this year, potentially. God, I mean, I do... I hope so, so much for the Eagles, and hope so not so much for fantasy. Right. Um, I'd probably end up with Peyton and Matt Ryan. I think Peyton's going to finish two or three, and Matt Ryan will finish somewhere like seven or eight. And I yeah. think I think they're both really safe. I don't see any risk or downside there, really. Um, no, so not really, other than injury. Worst quarterback pairings. So we've got Flacco and Alex Smith. That's Fuse. Yeah. Dalton and Rivers. That's Yoni. Yeah. Roethlisberger and Tannenhill. That's Lionel. Who's the worst pairing there? I hate Fuse's quarterback so much. It Flacco has, and Smith? It has to be Flacco and Smith. They're both so mediocre. Yeah, if uh, Roethlisberger... I don't know, Tannenhill might be the worst there. I don't know. At least he's young and he showed some promise. I mean, and, I and he's adding Mike Wallace. Um, I, I, I agree with Flacco Smith, not only because it's Fuse, but I just hate Joe Flacco so much. Yeah, he's... People saw him in the postseason last year and forgot about the guy who would come out and be like... A far more, but still, Mark, you know, version of Mark Sanchez. Agree completely. There's no one more overrated in the world at anything than Joe Flacco. Agreed. Um, okay, let's do the running backs quick, and then I will let you go, Vigo. Top, top running back pairs, and there's actually a bunch of these. So Peterson, AP, and Stephen Jackson, Ray Rice and Trent Richardson, Doug Martin and Matt Forte, or Jamal Charles and MJD. I like Rice and Richardson. Right. Ooh, that's actually my least favorite. I, I think Peterson and Jackson, you have to say, is the safest. Um, it's the safest, yeah. You're going to get solid one and two production out I of think the two of them. That's true, but Charles MJD, I think, if everything goes right for Yoni, could have two number ones there, two top half number ones. He could, but I think a lot less has to go right for Rice and Richardson to be that. I mean, realistically, like ballpark Peterson's numbers for me right now. Like, I, How think, I, I don't know. I mean... Like I think Peterson, I'll t- I think Peterson rushes. I think 18, I think eighteen hundred and like thirteen or fourteen is within reach for him. I think like fifteen to sixteen hundred and thirteen fourteen is more likely. Like they're gonna have to run the ball an unbelievable amount with Ponder there. Matt Castle's waiting in the wings. That's not any better. And I almost don't believe that Peterson can be stopped. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, Peterson looked great last year, but Chris Johnson looked great four years ago. Like. Players can look great for a season and not do it again. It's true. So you're, but you're going. Who you said, Rice and Richardson? Rice and I like Rice and Richardson. God, I'm not with you there. I actually ranked them last of that group. Just because I don't, I don't like Richardson. Um, uh, all right. I mean, I, th- I, I, I think again. I mean, I know he got hurt at the end of last year, but I think he's got a lot of potential. He's a real, he's a, he's a real good running back. So that would. And be, I'm pretty sure they have a pretty good offensive line. Yeah, it's better, and their whole offense should be better under North Turner. So that that's yeah. Priest's running backs number one there. Worst running backs. We've got Frank Gore and Demarco Murray. That's Noah. Okay. Chris Johnson and Darren McFadden. That's LC. Or Stephen Ridley and Lamar Miller. That's Anton. I, I hate McFadden. I'm going to say that, that he's part of the worst tandem. Chris Johnson um, and McFadden? Yeah, I mean, Chris Johnson, he, he has upside, he has downside, but McFadden to me is just... Is McFadden, he's, not even, he's not even running back two. Is he worse than DeMarco Murray, though? DeMarco Murray is so bad. No, I I don't mind Demarco Murray all that much. Really? And, and yeah, and he's on a high-powered offense that can throw the ball, so they're gonna have to spread the field. They're gonna stack the box against Terrell Pryor or Matt Flynn or whatever the hell plays quarterback for Oakland this year. You might be right. Um, stack the box, and McFadden averaged like three yards per carry last year. He uh, he he's such a disappointment. And he gets hurt all the time. I think you're right. Although Ridley and Miller are really not proven at all as a running back combo. No, they're but, not. They're not. But I'm, I'm going to agree with you. I had Johnson McFadden as the worst running backs, too, which is good because that is a lamb chops team. Yeah, well, we should be so lucky. All right. Vigo, man, good pod. I think we recorded all of this. And hopefully only a week to go until we actually get some fancy football going. 
it's about time. All right, I will talk to you later, man. Have a good night. You too.